You're listening to episode 38 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I want to walk you through how to prioritize your self-care and some simple steps to take so that you can actually implement it into your daily routine, not just once in a while or when you have leftover time, like when is that ever going to happen? Mama, I really hope that you are ready for this. So let's get started. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to maximize your productivity and find peace in motherhood and business. That way you can have time for the things that really matter, like binging your favorite show and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so proud of you right now for showing up for yourself when I know you have a million other things you could be doing. I can't wait to chat with you today. I'll be honest with you because we're friends and I can be honest, right? Self-care hasn't always been a priority for me. In fact, it's something that I've recently been working on and making strides in. It's something that is a daily practice. It's not something that you are just going to magically become great at overnight. It's about small steps and it's about progress. Last week, I talked about three myths surrounding self-care that I think so many mamas struggle with. I know personally, I have fallen for all three of these lies. But in addition to each of these myths and lies, there's a corresponding mindset shift that we need to make in order to move forward in our self-care journey. Now, just in case you missed last week's episode, I'll go ahead and recap the myths. Myth number one was that self-care is about indulging. And the mindset shift that we need to make is that indulging provides temporary fun, but not long-lasting sustainability. Now, myth number two was this idea that self-care is a great idea, but it's just unrealistic for me. And the mindset shift that we need to make is that I'm in control of my self-care. If I don't advocate for it, no one else will. And finally, myth number three, self-care is selfish and expensive. And mindset shift number three is that self-care is not optional. It's a necessity. Now, I want you guys to picture your life right now. I want you to picture your family, I want you to think about your day-to-day interactions with your children. How about those interactions with your spouse? Are you living a hurried life? Rushing through the day-to-day to-dos, just checking things off? Rarely taking the time to stop and actually enjoy your life? Are you aware of those sunset moments in which you just pause and keep track of life? Mentally documenting the funny things your kids say, watching their sweet expression when they see something that makes them happy. What about just listening to their heartbeat? Just because. 
When you actually start to prioritize your self-care, you'll begin to notice what a hurried life you've been living. You start to realize what you truly want out of life. I know this is heavy for the intro of today's episode, but if we don't know what not prioritizing our self-care is costing us, it's going to be really hard for us to see the value, to see the long-lasting benefits, to see the generational change that's going to come down the road. I really want you to think about your life. What will it look like three years from now? If you keep living the same hurried life that you're living, are you going to have any tinge of regret? Are you going to wish that you had taken the time to get to know your kids, to stay connected with your spouse, to enjoy the mundane moments, to go swimming with your kids and actually get your hair wet and wear the bathing suit that you might not think looks the greatest on you, but who cares? They sure don't. You see, neglecting your self-care doesn't just impact you. It impacts everyone. I get really emotional thinking about the future because I don't want to live with regret. I don't want to spend so much time pouring into my business that I forget what's really important. There will always be time to work, but there will not always be time to spend with our children while they're little. There will not always be time with our spouse to enjoy those silly, funny moments. But if we do not take care of ourselves enough to be present in those moments, if we don't take care of ourselves so that we can be the best version of ourselves, I guarantee you, we are going to live with regret. So I have to let you guys know who it is that called me out for living a hurried life. And her name is Rachel Macy Stafford. And you've probably heard me talk about her a hundred times because, because I literally owe her everything. She opened my eyes. She showed me what a hurried life I was living. And she has saved me from immense regret that I know would have been present had I not made changes in my life. So I want to read you just a quick excerpt from her book called Hands-Free Life, and then we'll get into the rest of the episode. Today, I will not put that which is urgent in front of that which is important. Today, I will look for opportunities staring me in the face with big brown or blue or green eyes. And when I get a chance to love, listen, sing, dance, laugh, or rest, I will seize it. This day could be checked off, or it could be lived. I choose to use these hands, this heart, and these eyes to let it live. Self-care is a mindset and a practice. It's intentionally evaluating what your needs are and what to do to meet those needs. I know self-care can feel so overwhelming because there are so many different facets, and It really requires a lot of intentionality. This is definitely an area in which a lot of us mamas struggle. Because going back to that time issue of feeling like we never have enough time, thinking about adding more to our plate, it just seems daunting. But here's a thought. If you don't have enough time 
to take care of yourself, then your schedule is too full. Let that sink in for a minute. If you don't have enough time to take care of yourself, then your schedule is too full. So I first want to start with just going through five steps to really start implementing self-care. And then once I walk you through those five steps, I'm going to talk to you about the different types of self-care and give you maybe some ideas of where you can start. But I want to start first with step one, which is decide what to focus on first. Of course, when we think of self-care, we think of all the things that we are doing wrong, right? Like all the areas in which we could improve on. However, if we look at all the areas in which we're lacking or could do better in, it leads to overwhelm. And overwhelm often leads us to paralysis, which means we're stuck. And what do you do when you feel paralyzed? You typically do nothing. So I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I don't want you to give up. So I recommend you focus on just a couple of areas at a time. And as you slowly start to get into a routine, then you can add more. But there should always be something you're working on improving when it comes to your self-care. I want you to think about some of these questions. What do you find yourself wishing that you had more time to do? What about reading, going out with friends, maybe starting a new hobby or starting back up a hobby that you used to love and you just haven't found the time to do it? What are some of the needs that you often neglect? Start there, right? If you can instantly tell me that there are some needs that you're neglecting, then that might be where you need to focus. Are you getting adequate sleep? Are you getting regular exercise? Are you eating nutritious meals? I know for me, like I struggle a lot with just eating regular meals and that is like self-care 101. So if you guys can resonate with some of those self-care 101 things, like definitely start there. How often are you journaling through your thoughts and having meaningful conversations with your spouse or your friends? What does your morning routine look like? Do you have a morning routine? What about your evening routine? What does that look like? So I kind of want to put these steps in your head. That way, when I get to the actual areas of self-care, you'll kind of have an idea of what to do. So step two is going to be to start small. So I don't want you to overwhelm yourself with jumping into, let's say, for instance, like maybe you're really neglecting working out and I don't want you to jump into three times a day for 60 minutes because if you haven't worked out in a while, that seems daunting, right? Like you might want to work up to that and maybe start with three times a day for only 10 minutes. So even just a little bit of progress is going to make you feel successful. You don't want to set goals that are unattainable. So start small. Step number three is going to be to schedule the time. So time is just not going to become like magically available to you. We have to intentionally schedule it in. I recommend at minimum, having a daily reflection time where you can just write down what's going on in your head. I talk about this a lot on the podcast and in my Efficient Mompreneur course, but it's this idea of input versus output. Like we always have an abundance of input, right? We have TV, we have social media, we have people, podcasts, all of the things going into our brain. But how often are we spending time 
with output, which is journaling or having conversations about things that are going on in our life. Like the output portion is crucial. And that's why a lot of people feel overwhelmed is because they're taking in so much information and they're not taking the time to actually output the information. Okay, and step number four is going to be to stay on track. So anytime you start implementing something new, you're going to have to really be intentional about how you hold yourself accountable. I love setting reminders in my phone. So a new habit takes 21 days to form. And so these alarms are going to be that reminder every single day to retrain your brain and develop the habit. So if you're going to be implementing a new workout regimen, you need to set a timer every day or every three, you know, every other day, whatever your schedule is going to be, you have already scheduled it in. Now you need to set the reminder to remind you to actually do it. I also want you to post these habits or these areas in which you are working on all over your house. Put them on your bathroom mirror, put them on your fridge, in your office. This is just going to constantly remind your brain what it is that you're working on and how to stay on track. I also recommend getting an accountability partner, a trusted friend, somebody who can ask you and check in on you. How are you doing with your 10 minutes of output every day? How are you doing with your morning routine? What time have you set aside to work out this week? Whatever it is that your self-care goal is, I want you to have someone hold you accountable. We ourselves are the worst accountability partners because obviously we're not letting anyone else down but ourselves. So it's really easy for us to talk ourselves out of getting it done. Okay. And step number five is to celebrate your progress. So I don't know about you guys, And it's probably just like the human brain that it's just so easy for us to like be down on ourselves for not doing enough, right? That's a mindset issue that we all need to work on is celebrating that little bit of progress. I know for me, in the area of time, I get really flustered sometimes, and I'm very quick to just be like, oh, I never have enough time, right? I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but I've said that so many times and now I stop myself and I'm like, okay, what did I just accomplish in the time that I did have? And I start to celebrate those little successes instead of focusing on everything that I didn't get done that I wish I did. I look at what is it that I got done today and I celebrate that and I and I switch my mindset and I change my perspective and that makes me feel like I'm making progress. And so celebrate your progress. Okay, so now let's switch into the different areas of self-care. And this is going to be kind of just a rundown of the different areas. And I want it to hopefully spark some light bulb moments where you're like, you know what? Yeah, I really haven't focused on that. I really need to, you know, make some changes and um, develop some new habits. So there are five different areas of self-care in which I'm going to talk about today. The first is physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and practical. Okay, so the area of physical, 
These are going to be activities that are going to promote well-being of your physical health, okay? So this is things like your nutrition. That's very important. What you're eating, how often you're eating. Are you staying accountable to what it is that you're putting in your body? What about exercise? How often is that happening? How intense is your exercise? But remember to start small. So don't just start. um, I know my friend Krista Moreland talks about with the nutrition piece. Don't start by like overhauling your entire week, right? Maybe it's just one meal that you're going to work on per day. Maybe it's just adding a source of protein to every meal. So starting small is going to be key here. What about sleep? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you feeling rested when you wake up in the morning? Like, what is the level of sleep that you're getting? I know that a lot of people struggle with this, and this might be an area in which you need to seek help if you're not getting that deep, restful sleep. What about your water intake? How much water are you drinking per day? What about your routine exams? Are you actually going to the doctor? Are you doing the checkups? Are you doing the physical exams, like all of that stuff. I know that I am guilty of not staying up with that just because life is busy and I would rather not do it. But that is a part of physical self-care. What about sex? I know this one is somewhat obvious, but I think a lot of people just don't think about it. Like, this is a crucial part of physical self-care. And I talk to so many women that aren't feeling satisfied and they don't really know why, but they don't do anything to change it or they don't do anything to figure out why. And this is something that is not only crucial to your physical self-care, but also to your emotional self-care with your spouse. And so this is something that might be an area in which you need to explore. What about just going to the bathroom? You guys, this is just a funny one. But this is something that I struggle with a lot because it's so annoying to take my kids to the bathroom when I need to go, right? Because then they have to be like outside of the stall with me. Or if they're younger, they have to be inside the stall with you. And it's just like, I would rather just not go. But that is an area in which we should be taking care of ourselves, right? Okay, let's go on to the next one here, which is emotional self-care. And these are activities that actually help you connect and process and reflect on a full range of emotions. So this could be something like journaling. This is absolutely one of my favorite, most crucial um, areas of self-care for me. If I don't get a chance to journal at least every other day, I feel very overwhelmed and I feel very flustered. And so journaling allows me to process my thoughts and it allows me to just you know, seek clarity on a deeper level. Another area of emotional self-care could be like seeing a counselor, which their sole primary goal is to help you process through those emotional like blocks and things that are holding you back. And then emotional is also your relationship with your spouse. So being able to connect with your spouse on a deeper level, not just having those surface level conversations of, you know, how's your day going, but really actually getting to know what the other one is struggling with, walking through together what they're experiencing. Let's also chat about social self-care. 
So this is socializing with friends, making those meaningful connections and conversations. Maybe this is just going on a date with your spouse and just casually socializing there. Maybe um, calling your friends and your family just to regularly chat and catch up. I have another really cool, just like quick tip I want to share with you guys for, for emotional and social with your spouse. So I think it's so important that we set aside 10 minutes a day to have a face-to-face conversation with our spouse. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of my interaction with my spouse is side by side, right? Shoulder to shoulder, we are getting stuff done, we're doing dinner, we're cleaning up from dinner, we're getting the kids situated, like it just, it always seems like we are always doing things side by side. But if we can turn and face each other and talk to each other for just 10 minutes a day, I've noticed a huge change in our relationship and the level of connection and intimacy that we do have. Next is spiritual self-care. So things like studying the Bible, prayer, meditation. What are those areas in which you need to focus on spiritual self-care? I personally use a good chunk of my morning routine in this spiritual self-care realm. This is very important to me. As you guys know, my faith is extremely, extremely important. And so when I have time in the quiet to study and to pray and to journal, It is extremely beneficial to me, and I look forward to it every morning. And the last area that I want to chat about is practical self-care. Now, these are tasks that you complete that fulfill your core aspects of your life in order to prevent stressful situations. So these are things like money management, home organization, scheduling, really taking control of your calendar and not letting it control you. I mean, our time is so valuable. We need to spend it wisely. Just like we need to be thoughtful about budgeting our money, we have to be thoughtful about budgeting our time. Now, if balancing your time is an area in which you struggle, I have something coming up next month that you are going to love. I've decided to put on a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose. This training will be workshop style, and it will walk you through how to time block your schedule. Now, I know that phrase gets thrown out there a lot, and people don't really know what it means, or they don't understand it, or they've tried it, and it hasn't worked before. But what this masterclass is going to do is teach you how to create a master task list, where to store this list, how to add to it, and how to actually establish the time blocks you need in your life. Because... Of course, your life is going to look different than mine, and we are going to probably have some different time blocks. Then I'm going to teach you how to assign those tasks and protect your time blocks. I'm going to give you my favorite strategies for how to actually stick to the schedule you create and what you can do to eliminate distractions so that you can get more done in less time. And then at the end of this training, I'm going to have a coaching session where you guys can ask your real personal questions and I can help you in real time. So if you are interested in reserving your spot for that, you can head to thepurposegathering.com slash productivity. Now, before we leave here today, I wanted to quickly recap the five-step system 
to implementing self-care. And that is step one, decide what you're going to focus on first. Step two, start small. Step three, schedule the time. Step four, stay on track. And step five, celebrate your progress. Now, before we leave here today, I wanted to read you one more quick little section from the Hands-Free Life book. And it says this, Although I may fall short and make mistakes today, I can do one thing well. I can listen. I can look up when she walks in the room. I can focus on the color of his eyes when he speaks. I can look into his eyes before he gets out of the car. I can listen in a non-judgmental and supportive way by nodding and smiling. I may not have all the answers, but I can listen. Because when it comes to building up a human being, unconditional attention is just as important. Today I will be at peace with who I once was and feel hopeful for the person I am becoming. I will not view the mistakes of yesterday as failures, but instead as stepping stones to the lovingly imperfect, grace-filled life I've always wanted to live. Who I'm becoming now is more important than who I was then. Oh, sweet mama, I care so deeply about you and your family. I hope that this episode has been impactful and that you've enjoyed it. And if so, I would love for you to share it out on your Instagram stories tag me at the purpose gathering so more mamas like you can find this message so that they too will not live with regret. As always, mama, I'm here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the purpose gathering podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. For more resources and to become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave me a review on iTunes. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.